one of the ways that Ignatius teaches us through the spiritual exercises is through what he called Ignatian contemplation. And that's a way of using our imagination and our senses to go back in time and really experience things that are happening in the gospel, just like Jesus did, and to really be one of Jesus's companions at the time and to really feel what we feel um, being in that time and space and season that Jesus was in. And so in the second week of the spiritual exercises in which Ignatius invites us to follow Christ and really study Christ and get to know what it means to choose, to elect, to be um, a contemporary disciple of Jesus, um, we have the birth story of Jesus. And it's a nativity meditation. And so I'm going to invite you, should you choose, to... um, and enjoy this Ignatian contemplation of the nativity as we really welcome the season of Christ's birth. So I'd invite you to take a few breaths and get comfortable in your chair. You might want to light a candle, be somewhere that's a little bit quiet so that you can really center yourself. It doesn't take any special skill because we all have the gift of our own imaginations. You might want to close your eyes or you might want to cast your sight down onto the ground in front of you. And as we keep breathing, we're going to see in our imagination that we're traveling back to days long ago, back in the Middle East, and we're going to feel the quiet cover us like a warm blanket on a cold winter's night. And in your mind's eye, as you look up, you'll see it's just before sunset. And the day is about to be clouded by darkness. You feel a weariness in your body. Your legs are tired and heavy. You've been walking many, many miles. Just ahead, you see flickering lights of Bethlehem. The air is cold, and you see different smoke signals rising as weary travelers just kind of collapse by the road and start their campfires. You've been walking next to Joseph, who's a carpenter, and he looks younger than you thought he would. He has long, dark hair that falls to his shoulders. As you're getting closer to Bethlehem, he turns to you, and he says, the city's going to be very crowded. I pray there'll be a room for us. Mary, very large with child, is sitting upon the donkey's back. She's rocking back and forth with the rhythm of the donkey's gait. Her cheeks are red with cold. Her eyes are nearly closed. And you see she's but a child herself. Nearing the city gates, Joseph hands the reins of the donkey up to you as he runs off to find shelter. You lead the beast through the gates, 
and the strain of the travel shows on the faces and the nerves of everyone who's gathered there. It's loud, it's frightening, it's impatient. It's a lot of nervous energy because people don't know what's happening. You almost lose your grip on the reins as you're shoved to the ground by the crowd. You see Mary shudder and then she lets out a loud sigh. You're feeling nervous, but at last Joseph returns and his steps are very heavy. He shakes his head no and Mary leans over and whispers in his ear. Joseph sets out again very quickly and Mary lets out another deep sigh and reaches for your hand. She holds your hand tightly. The child is coming and your heart skips a beat. You must find shelter for her. But once more, Joseph returns with no answers and no shelter. Determined to help, you decide to run off toward the back door of a large inn. You knock on the door and you beg for a small space of safety and warmth for Mary. And at long last, the innkeeper reluctantly motions down the road and he says, you'll find a cave there. The animals are there sheltering because of the weather, but it could serve as a birthing place for this king of kings. You head there and Joseph gently lifts the small and swollen figure of Mary down from the bony back of the donkey. He speaks firmly and motions toward the stacks of hay and tells you, friend, please go ahead, make the bed for Mary. And so quickly you gather the hay into a pile and you smooth it out with your hands. You take off the blanket that's been covering your shoulders and you spread it on top of the bed. You smell the sweet smell of the hay. You notice a small lamb nestling against its mother for warmth. And from within the darkness of the cave, you hear a cow's mournful lowing sounds of welcome. God's creatures are already there sensing the mystery about to happen. Joseph carries Mary to the makeshift bed that you've prepared for her. And knowing that it's almost time, you step out, leaving the couple, knowing that this is their time and this is God's time. You step out of the cave and you lean back and you start to pray. You feel the presence of God surrounding you. You can feel God is here in this place. Minutes dissolve into hours. And at last, in the still of the night, a baby's soft cry signals new life. This cry will someday bring the world to its knees. Joseph speaks softly. The child is a boy, and his name will be Jesus. Joseph leads you to Mary's resting place, and Mary smiles weakly as you enter. You see the baby resting in her arms. Joseph strokes the child's head. Look at Jesus. 
What do you notice? You see, he's just a small baby, so perfect, so small, just as he is. And a tear of wonder and joy falls down your cheek. You feel called to kneel in his presence. The hopes and the fears of all the years are met with this child tonight. And you give thanks to God for the gift of this life. Mary rises on one elbow and she asks you to come a little closer. She holds out her newborn son for you to hold and asks, would you like to hold Jesus? And Mary places the sleeping Jesus in your arms. Pay attention to how you feel holding him, feeling the warmth of new life, knowing the miracle of this birth. Notice how time stands still for new life. The Savior is born. If you listen closely, you might hear all the angels in heaven singing praise and gratitude to God. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to people of goodwill everywhere. It's now early in the morning and you can hear crowds starting to gather. You hand Jesus back to Mary and you start to head out of the cave. You see shepherds from nearby fields are on their knees praising God. And they tell of an angel who appeared to them and brought great news of joy, saying that in the city of Bethlehem, the Savior's been born. And the Savior is Christ. You know it's time to leave this night of wonder. And so you bend low and you kiss the cheek of the babe. You press your lips against his delicate hand. You rise and you walk out of the cave into the misty dawn of time. And very, very slowly, you bring yourself back into your room, back into your life. with your people and your loved ones and your hopes and dreams with this new miracle in your heart and your mind and your spirit when you pray and you reflect on what does it mean for you this year this time this season Again, for all of us here at Marquette University, we are wishing you a very, very blessed Christmas. May the love and peace of God and Christ be with you and your families on these special days. Thank you.